culture, society, on every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my god, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app, or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. Or if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, you can always give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram Or you can join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. I hope you are sipping on some fizzy Housewives-inspired rosé for yourself. Crafted by yours truly with my pals at Elix. It packs a punch at 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. It's my Housewives watching wine. And it is delicious, lightly fizzy, crisp, dry rosé. Yummy, yummy, yummy. It'll get you litty city. There's less than a gram of sugar, so you don't have to worry about the sugar overload that you get from drinking most conventional wines. I love it. I know you're going to love it, too. I had some over the weekend, even on my sugar detox, because there's no sugar in it. All right, guys, you can stock up at NoFilterWine.com. That's NoFilterWine.com. Get your Housewives-inspired rosé at NoFilterWine.com. Okay, a couple of updates before we dive into all the tea, because we've got a lot of tea to break down today. I did a couple of live streams today, one with my boy Adam Newell from Up and Adam, and then one with The Real Andy of Beverly Hills. Both had live streams today on YouTube. I was on them. I did Up and Adam's, and then I did The Real Andy of Beverly Hills. So if you want some extra content today, I suggest you go and give them some love, give them some support, subscribe to their YouTube channels. Adam's celebrating 100,000 subscribers today. Day, which is exciting. We had on DJ Richie Sky. We had on Emily D. Baker. Talked about Jen Shaw. So it was a lot of fun. Go ch- check that out. Also check out the Royal Andy of Beverly Hills. Like I said, if you want some extra content, got some extra Bravo dish for you. I also have, oh my God, I can't wait. I have a big announcement that's coming this upcoming week, next week. I have a really big announcement and I can't wait to share it um, just because I've been like sitting on it for so long and I haven't said anything to you guys, but now I finally can tell you next week. So just know there's a big announcement coming very soon and I think you guys are gonna like really be excited about this. Obviously, you know, the wine is being, you know, updated 
we're launching a, a white wine. That's not the announcement. Uh, the white wine, along with the rosé, will be or uh, the rosé is available now. But some new designs for the rosé and the white wine will be available this March. Stay tuned for that. But I do have a very special announcement that's coming up. It's not new merch, and it's not the new wine. It's you know, it's 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 a fun it's a fun announcement. So get ready because February first is when I'm going to be announcing it. I think it's going to be February first. As long as everything's ready for the announcement, come February first, yes, or maybe even sooner than. Stay tuned. Got just stay tuned. All right. This Wednesday, I have my. Um, Real Housewives of Miami breakdown, fun episode where we dive into season one, two, three, and what we've seen so far in season four. We do like before and after looks with the women. We, you know, dish on some of their storylines, dish on some of the casting choices. It's a really fun episode, so stay tuned for that. That comes out this Wednesday. And with that, let's dive into all of the... Whew, the tea. So I know on Friday's episode, which was the recording from Thursday Night Live, um, Thursday Night's Instagram Live, there I kind of addressed and not like intentionally because I kind of wanted to see how this played out over the weekend, but I know people were asking about it. So I addressed the Jenny, um, the Jenny from Salt Lake City posts, uh, her Facebook posts that have resurfaced or the screenshots of the posts that have resurfaced. And uh, after sitting on it, after marinating on it, after seeing more posts, I know originally my approach is always to offer grace, you know, to whoever it is, whatever the scandal is, like, just be like, okay, we're human beings, we are flawed, we fuck up sometimes, we make mistakes, you know, I'm not the first to pull out the pitchfork, never have been, never will be, I always kind of like to see how things play out first, I always like to add context to things, because I think that's a huge um, error that we have lately is we don't add context. We don't dig deeper. We just read headlines. We just go based off of, you know, whatever is being spewed on Twitter. And then we run with that with pitchforks and fire. And I, that's not who I am. And I don't operate from that level. I, I don't operate from that vibration. I don't fuck with that vibe. I always like to offer grace. I always like to offer people space to learn and grow. <sighs> And that's kind of what my approach was last week. But after seeing some more posts from Jenny, and again, I think I was very honest. Like, it had just broke. Like, we didn't really know too much about it. The posts were just starting to surface. Um, She did issue an apology. The other women of Salt Lake City have also now issued their statements. Again, I, I didn't see all of the posts last week. Seen some of them, seen the timestamps on some of them. You know, I know... Original, and I, I heard a lot of people on both sides of this, um, where I heard the people that were like, she immediately just needs to be fired. And I understand that like Bravo has set a precedent of like firing Stassi and Kristen and Brett and Max on Vanderpump Rules. And then we also saw them table Real Housewives of Dallas. So I understand the, and even tabling Real Housewives of New York after that past season and all the, you know, the backlash that came from, you know, too heavily tackling racial issues on Real Housewives of New York this past season. Um, so I, and I talked about this on Up and Adam this morning where I was like, I'm confused and I don't know what the standard is for Bravo anymore. Like sometimes we fire people and sometimes we don't fire people. And sometimes we cancel or we table the show and sometimes we don't table the show because like New York and Dallas both got tabled. 
Salt Lake City is currently in production. It's currently being filmed. It hasn't been paused. They're filming it all in real time. Um, no, Bravo hasn't issued a statement the same way they issued a statement in support of Tiffany Moon when the whole Dallas scandal was going down. Um, they haven't let anybody go except for Mary, but Mary was only fired because she didn't show up at the reunion and was in violation of her contract and therefore essentially quit the show. So for me, I was, I, I'm confused about what Bravo standard is. And I think that's why a lot of people are very confused right now. Cause we have half of the people being like, they need to fire Jenny immediately take her off the show. And then we have the other half of people who were like, well, she's allowed to have a political opinion. And if she, you know, feels a certain type of way, you know, she should be allowed allowed to share that opinion and I yes I agree that people we shouldn't be we shouldn't be um like condemning people for their politics even if we don't agree with them necessarily and I think politics and morality aren't necessarily the same thing you know we're allowed to have our opinions on policies and those don't necessarily reflect whether or not we're a good or a bad person okay however when it comes to the posts that were shared about Jenny, it wasn't just politics. It actually, I genuinely believe after really looking at them um, that there is possibly or clearly some deep-rooted prejudice in there that I think she needs to address and that I think she needs to work on. There was one post in particular that was um, people that were white in blackface, and I know blackface is a term that a lot of people like to throw around, um, that blackface is, for people that aren't familiar what blackface is, it's um, when people, when a white person paints their face black in uh, mockery of the black community. So they're pointing, they're, yeah, they're making fun of the black community or of people that are of color by painting their face dark, like an actual, like, dark color not just like a little tanner but like actually painting their face black and then poking fun at the black culture now there was a post that resurfaced uh, clearly demonstrating blackface like not even like a oh you know we're a little tan or it's a luann countess luann halloween costume you know where she added a little extra tanner no it's clearly blackface it's clearly poking fun at the black culture jenny reshared it on her facebook page there are also posts about you know the rioting and the looting and, and blm which i understand how people are like oh well that's more of just like politics you know because it's speaking out against the radical left and like I I see that but in this case now that you see other posts that are coming to light you see that like this blackface post was from prior to George Floyd prior to um the the riots and the looting because it's one thing to say like oh I was speaking out against the violence okay cool I, I I hear you do I agree with it do I like I can you know that's its own bag of, of mixed nuts. But this here is like, this wasn't during the rioting. This wasn't in response to violence. This was clearly, you know, somebody clearly um, prejudiced, clearly, uh, you know, not appropriate at all in any way. And I think that, like I said, I think that there is probably some prejudice in there that she probably isn't even fully aware of. And now she's having to face that. And now the other women are seemingly holding her accountable for that. So I can't support the post. I, I, 
my heart says we have to give people grace, which I want to do. But at the same time, I'm like, but girl, we need to do some real self-reflection. And we really need to deep, dig deep into where, you know, this perception or this, you know, image of what we think the black culture to be or we think the black community to be, you know, it's beyond just speaking out against violence, which I believe is what she said in her statement. And at the time I was like, okay, well, she's addressing it. She's willing to move forward from it. But she was addressing speaking out against violence. And that doesn't appear to be the case. And my, and the reason I'm, you know, changing my tune a lot more and standing a little firmer on this is because I believe where there's smoke, there's fire. And there's probably a lot more posts that we haven't seen that maybe are yet to be surfaced. Um, I believe there's a lot more to all of this that we have yet to see. Um, so I'm going to be curious to to see what we end up getting on the next season of Salt Lake City and when we end up getting this next season of Salt Lake City and what her response is going to be. And is she going to try to defend it? Is she going to buckle? Is there going to be, you know, virtue signaling? And like all of that's really going to weigh into, you know, how I feel about her moving forward. But right now it's not good. And I understand why none of her cast members are standing by her. I understand why they all issued statements condemning you know, her posts now seeing them all and kind of reflecting on it over the weekend. It's not good. It's not good. And you can't really defend it or defend her having an opinion. Um, Yes, we're entitled. Everybody is entitled to an opinion and everybody is entitled to sharing their opinion. But that doesn't mean that you're free of the reaction to your opinion, especially if you're going to be sharing it on the public sphere like social media. You know, yes, you're allowed to share an opinion, but that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be ramifications of the things that you share based off of the things that you believe. And I think Jenny's in real hot water, rightfully so, and we're going to have to see how this all plays out. Also in Salt Lake City, we have Jen Shaw. So like I said, I did Up and Adam this morning. Emily D. Baker was on. um, And she kind of addressed uh, Jen Shaw's upcoming court appearance or court hearing that's supposed to happen this March. It was originally set for March, but with, you know, or it was actually originally set for, I think, October. And then it got pushed to March. But with the restrictions with courtrooms and then with the restrictions with jurors and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up pushing it back again at this point. Um, there are Emily D. Baker revealed on Up and Adam this morning that there are two cases that need to be resolved before we can hear Jen Shaw's case, which will ultimately determine whether or not they move forward with her current date, which is set for March. But it's not looking promising. It looks like it's going to end up getting delayed again, which now makes me think, well, you know, if Bravo is rushing to film the new season because they wanted to catch Jen Shaw on her court date and preparing for her court date. We're probably not going to end up getting that this season. Depends on how long they're going to end up filming it. It depends on when they're going to start airing the show. It's interesting. You know, we also had a really good conversation about, um, how there's a disconnect from when the shows are filmed to when they actually air and how social media and news kind of affect and play into all of it. And it's, I don't know if I'm even looking forward to seeing this new season of of Salt Lake City. It's, uh, I mean, we'll see what happens with Jen Shaw, but it doesn't look like we're going to get much of that, um, much of her getting sentenced this this March. It was interesting, though, because Emily was like, based off of her behavior on the show this season, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, you know, there's a petty prosecutor out there that would want to, you know, have another bond hearing for her and possibly even keep her in jail until until her hearing date. 
and not let her be out since she's, you know, going out and being very uh, aggressive with her cast members and yelling at them and getting in their face and getting drunk and going on trips and doing glam. Like, it's just not, it, it doesn't look very good for her. But we'll see what happens with the case. But at this point, it looks like the case is getting delayed. Then we have the Meredith of it all. I don't know what the fuck we're going to get from this new season of Salt Lake City because we already lost Mary. So we're already down a man. Um, We have Jenny, who's clearly on the outs with all of her cast members because all of them, I believe, are trying to distance themselves from her. So she's essentially on an island at this point. I don't even know who would be willing to film with her. Maybe Heather and Whitney might be willing to be like, all right, let's have a conversation about this. I know Jen Shaw is already like, I'm ready to come at you uh, for all of this, which I've had my mixed feelings about Jen Shaw's post, you know, kind of condemning. Like at first I was like, oh, Jen Shaw is completely trying to capitalize off of this. But again, after seeing all of the posts, all of Jenny's old posts, it I would understand how Jen Shaw as a mother would be deeply hurt by um by seeing some of these posts considering she's married to a black man and her son or her sons are are black that I would I understand that there may be some real like Jen Shaw might be real pissed at Jenny right now however I do still believe that Jen Shaw is trying to capitalize off of this scandal to boost her own image um I don't believe her intentions are entirely sincere based off of how she's approaching it. I think, you know, there were many opportunities for her in the past to speak out against uh, racial discrimination. In this case, I feel like, you know, I think Jen Shaw knows she has her upcoming court date. She knows that she, you know, is losing public image. And, you know, she knows that this is a great way. She's obviously clearly breaching her contract. She's trying to save face. And I believe that, you know, She's trying to use this to amplify her image, which is unfortunate, but it also speaks to the same person that Jen Shaw has been for these past two seasons and the character that she has continuously displayed to be on this show. You know, she is not like we, she has a history of being aggressive towards her staff. She has a history of berating them. We saw the leaked video that came out. We see the way that she talks to her cast members. We see the way that she flips out at her husband. Um, not good. Not not good. And I, you know, not a Jen Shaw fan, not even in the, the least bit. And the fact that people are even standing Jen Shaw right now, like, I think y'all need to look at yourselves in the mirror a little bit because Jen Shaw ain't that great of a person. Like, and if you can't see through her sitting in a scene with her mom doing charity work as, you know, a form of uh, PR, then, you know, I think you may be a little, you may be drinking the Kool-Aid a little too much. But Meredith, so we have Jenny on her island. We have Jen Shaw that's going through her, you know, legal drama. Um, and then it seems like Meredith is on an island too. So we saw the demise of her friendship with Lisa Barlow this weekend on Salt Lake City um, with Lisa having her hot mic moment, freaking out, saying that she hates Meredith and that Meredith, like Countess Luann, has fucked up most of New York. I mean, to be fair, she, I don't know if she was cheating on Seth or if they have an open arrangement. We do know that they were on a break. Um, apparently when you're on a break, it means you can bang half of New York. So who knows? But I'm curious to see how it plays out with Meredith because I don't know who she's friends with. 
She doesn't really seem to be friendly with Whitney and Heather, although those seem to be the only people that I can see her filming a scene with. I don't imagine she's filming any scenes with Jenny right now. I don't imagine she's filming. I know she's not filming any scenes with Jen Shaw right now. She's definitely not filming any scenes with Lisa Barlow right now because Lisa Barlow just revealed that she's on the outs with Jen and with Meredith after the reunion. So it seems like Jenny's on an island Meredith is on an island. Mary's out of the picture. So who? So we have what? Whitney and Heather, bad weather, carrying the show right now? I don't know if that's going to be that compelling of a show. Like, Whitney and Heather are fun as comic relief. You know, they can be kind of silly and they can be kind of funny. I don't know how that's gonna how we're going to balance that with opening the season with Jenny's, you know, racism scandal. I'm really curious to see how Jenny is addressing all of this on the show right now. I'm very curious to see what she is saying and how she's even defending this or not defending this or owning it or just own it, baby. Own it, baby. So I don't know what's going to happen with Salt Lake City. I don't even know if it's going to be a good season. I don't know if they've been casting. I haven't heard about anybody new potentially joining the mix. Salt Lake City just already sounds like a hot mess express. And I don't know if they've they've got the the formula here to even move through it or dry. like I honestly don't know I it doesn't sound like it's going to be an amazing season I'll just say that snap snap pat the puss Candy Burris from Real Houses of Atlanta last week announced or released the trailer for her new spinoff obviously we knew the spinoff was coming a few months ago but we finally have cast photos we finally have a, spin, uh, a trailer for it it's called Candy and the Gang and it's airing March 6th on Bravo it actually looks kind of fun it looks a little wild. Um, her family, you know, her family brings the heat. Candy brings the heat. She always brought the heat on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now we see more of her family. She's more in this Lisa Vanderpump, Vanderpump Rules style show. I don't know why it took Bravo this long to do another show similar to Vanderpump Rules, considering how popular Vanderpump Rules was. Except it doesn't, it feels very different from Vanderpump Rules in the sense that Vanderpump Rules was about a bunch of young kids hungry for fame in Los Angeles and trying to make it in LA. Whereas Candy and the Gang seems, and it's based off of their family restaurant, OLG Old Lady Gang. That's going to be more, although we seem to have some of that element, Atlanta's not really the city you go to to try to make, you know, your dreams and entertainment happen. Um, and this seems more family oriented where we see her mom and her aunts and, you know, they're the ones the show is centering around. Candy, yes, is the boss in a LVP sort of way. But I think it's going it, to it's a very different show. You know, it's not a bunch of young kids that are, you know, going out and getting drunk. It's more about the family and the family trying to manage this business. But it looks it looks like a fun show. I mean, I'm excited to give it a try. I know I also said that about Porsche show, but I heard Porsche show is not doing well. I didn't end up watching it after all because everybody kept telling me that like it wasn't that great because one Porsche didn't come off great and two it was really just very disingenuous um and it just seemed like she was trying to save her own face after stealing Fallon's husband. But we also have Royal Housewives of New Jersey that's coming up next week. We have the premiere for Jersey. We know Margaret's going to be at the center of a lot of the drama between Jennifer, her and Jennifer and then her and Teresa with Louie and Jennifer's cheating scandal with Bill. It's, it's going to be spicy. So that airs next week. Uh, Summer House we have airing right now. So we have lots of good content. Lots of good stuff. 
Dorit Kemsley did an interview last week with Pop Culture, and she says that she has mended her relationships with Garcelle and Erica. Obviously, we know there was some tension leaving the reunion last season. She said that, you know, she was able to make up and move forward, um, and she seems to be... I don't know if I can say she seems to be in a good place. I feel like, you know, after everything, she's probably still, from what I've heard, she's still deeply traumatized by the 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 break-in, burglary, robbery. Um, so we'll we'll see what we get with Dari. I hear she's not as in the mix, understandably so. I think she's just in the process of processing everything and getting her life back on track after that. But she's a strong woman. But she says that her relationship with relationships with Erica and Garcelle seem to have been rectified and they're in a much better place now. And from what I hear, there's going to be, it's going to be a drama filled season and it's only getting spicier from what I heard so far. So I'm really excited about the new season of Beverly Hills. I think, I hope they don't wait too long to give it to us. I believe they wrap up filming in February, which means we'll probably hopefully get something. I would hope April or May. Last season wrapped, I believe, in January, and we got the season in May. So if Bravo sticks to that same standard, then we probably won't see anything until June. But I hope we get to see something as early as April, because like I said, the breaks in between when they film and when they get released are too long, and they're not working, because then we already figured everything out. Katie Maloney posted a very endearing uh, message on her Instagram over the weekend after Raquel wished her a happy birthday and posted a photo of the two of them together. It wasn't a very flattering photo. You know, Katie was kind of like smiling and laughing. But like, you know how when you're like, you have your your, your mouth open, you, you can get like that double chin. Well, it was not flattering because it was like a side angle. And like, you know, it, it, she had like that double chin, but like, It wasn't a cute photo or it wasn't a flattering photo. And she decided and Raquel, I guess, got a little heat from it because people were like, why would you post such an unflattering photo calling, you know, wishing her a happy birthday when she's it's clearly not a very good photo of her, blah, 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 blah. Well, Katie posted and she's like, I get it. You guys, it's not it's not a flattering photo and it shows off all of my chins. I get it. I've definitely looked, you know, a lot slimmer in other angles and in other photos. However, she's like, but when I look at this photo, and I was okay with Raquel posting it, she's like, because when I look at this photo, I don't just look at my chins, you know, and I don't just look at, you know, how my face looks. She's like, I look at the expression on my face, and my face looks very happy. She's like, I look very happy in that moment, and that's why I love this photo, because I was, it was a genuine, you know, candid moment of me enjoying myself. And so that's why I think it was beautiful that Raquel posted it, because it was more about, the synergy and the, you know, moment that we were sharing together rather than me just looking flattering and how she kind of claps back at that culture of like only posting flattering photos. And I've even gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't really care what, like, I'm not going to, you know, make somebody retake a photo 10 times or tell them that they're not allowed to post a photo of me or whatever the case is. If it's, you know, I mean, obviously, if I'm, like, shit-faced drunk dancing on a bar and, like, I don't want that out there, then, yeah, I'm going to make you take that shit down. But, like, you know, I've gotten to that point where I've just, like, you're never going to look perfect in every photo. And why even try? Why continue to contribute to that standard? Um, 
I've even gotten to the point where like, I don't really like to filter my photos anymore. I try to filter them as little as possible. I mean, if there's a little something that I'm a little insecure about, then I don't mind putting a little, a little this or a little that. But like, I don't go, I don't like to go crazy or do any of like those crazy filters or anything. I've done them in the past. Um, doesn't mean if I'm not feeling so cute, I'm not going to throw a little filter on it currently. Um, but I want to live my life as hashtag no filter as much as possible. And I love that Katie posted this because it's so true. We should focus on the moments and not just the appearance in the pictures. And I think Katie's a great, um, a great pill or a great example of body positivity. Because body positivity isn't just you know feeling comfortable in a bikini or being comfortable because you're plus size. Body positivity is being like you know what I love my body for everything that it is and isn't in this moment. You know, skinny, fat, slim, large, medium, you know, 2X, voluptuous, curvy, bony, whatever these adjectives are that we throw out there are completely irrelevant to the love that we should be reflecting internally. Because then when we love ourselves, we're better people in the world and we reflect more of that light in the world. And so I think we can all practice that a little bit more. Okay. Um, okay. Well, this week, or sorry, uh, this season's Vanderpump Rules Reunions Parts 1 and 2 are both airing this week so, on Tuesday and on Wednesday. So Part 1 airs on Tuesday on Vanderpump's regular night, and then Part 2 airs on Wednesday. So it actually looks like a good reunion. I'm glad that we're not breaking it up w- uh, from week one to week two because, like, I think I've already revealed like we already know about the James and Raquel breakup. They've already done interviews about why they broke up. We already know about the Lala and Randall breakup. She's already done a ton of interviews about why they've broken up. So I feel like they've already given us so much of what we're already getting that we need to get the reunion out already. So that way we can, you know, just get to the T, get to the meat of it. Let's do it, baby. But yeah, Vanderpump Rules reunion airs this Tuesday and Wednesday. This Wednesday also is going to be my Real House as a Miami breakdown. It's a fun episode that I think you're going to enjoy. I had a lot of fun taping it, so get ready for that. And I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I hope you stock up on some No Filter Wine at nofilterwine.com. It is a Housewives-inspired fizzy rosé and four fun designs. This one right here is I Stole Kim's Goddamn House, but we also have I'm Ready to Mention It All. Now tell me who going to check me, boo, and I'm ready to flip a table. On the side, they have a cute little tagline. that says, I may spill the tea, but I'll never spill my wine. So get ready for it, bitches. I also have fun merch. I have a new uh, shirt that I just launched in the merch store at justplainzac.com slash shop. It says, I don't want a Scott. I'm ready for my Travis. So if you're coming in with that 2022 energy to upgrade to date up this year then you're going to want to check it out at justplainzack.com slash shop give me a follow at justplainzack follow the show at no filter with zach if you're watching this on youtube i hope you hit that subscribe button that like button and drop a comment below with your thoughts and if you're listening to this on spotify apple podcasts audible i hope you subscribe and leave me a nice review because i love that validation all right guys love you mean it bye 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.